is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. I got a little pop-up, Derek, that said it can't access my video. So just as I was introducing us, I don't I don't know if that showed up on your side, but I, you know, I stuttered a little bit because I thought it was flashing a warning at me. It went away. I don't even know what it said fully, but what the hell ever. We're here talking about Michigan's NIT run because what else would you rather be talking about in March than the NIT, right? There's nothing else really of note going on. And Michigan's already picked up a win, beating Toledo 90-80. Uh, that was a a fun game. You know, if nothing else, it was just a fun game. Now they got Vanderbilt coming up on uh, Saturday, I believe. And it looks like noon ESPN. The bracket I have pulled up is incredibly small. But I believe that's Saturday noon ESPN. Last time we talked, Michigan was getting ready for the Big Ten tournament uh, obviously ended in one of the greatest duds you could feasibly imagine in a game, making one field goal in the meaningful part of the second half. From then until now, how how are you feeling about Michigan basketball? Are you on a roller coaster like I am? Yeah, I mean we're literally an NIT podcast now, and I don't. It's think... exciting, isn't it? Uh, it's different. I don't know that I would have expected to, you know, I'll say this. If if we were to have talked at the beginning of the season and been like, yeah, you know, Michigan's going to be in the tournament with the likes of Wisconsin and Florida and UNC, Oregon, Cincinnati. I've been like, man, like some of the top teams in the nation, a little bit of surprises. And then, you know, someone would be like, they're going to be in the NIT. I wouldn't have believed you, to be honest. I would have been like, no way Michigan has all this talent and is going to make the NIT. But I saw a, I think it was a TikTok. It was kind of like a just compilation of all of the, basically the last second shots, uh, opportunities for go-ahead buckets or to send things into overtime that Michigan missed. A lot of and missed you watched that? Yeah, you know, <laughs> one of those things where I was like, oh man, this sucks. And then because it was TikTok, it played again automatically. And I was like, yeah, I might as well like pay attention and like actually see. Yeah. And it was like perfect timing because it was yesterday. And so it was like, I am going to watch the NIT. Mm-hmm. I am going to watch Michigan play. On Saturday, I will probably have it paired with obviously the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, in fact, it probably won't even be a main screen game, to be honest with you. Probably going to be the one that's pulled up on the phone or the, the map. But. You know, I was kind of looking at it, and it, it was really just a, a sad reminder of, you know, two of those games go differently. Maybe even one of those games, the Indiana game at the end of the season. Uh, it would have been tough to get bounced like that in the Big Ten tournament, even with a win against Indiana. But I think a win against Indiana, or a win against Illinois for that matter, two opportunities. Uh, I think Michigan looks a lot different in the Big Ten tournament. And what's crazy is they lost to a team who's already lost in the NIT. Uh, yeah. With, uh, with Rutgers, you know, beating Michigan, feeling like they controlled their own destiny, getting beat by Purdue. 
you know, feeling probably pretty good that they, they had a good chance, at least a better chance than Michigan did. I mean, it was guaranteed Michigan wasn't going to make it after getting bounced in the Big Ten. But I think that win for Rutgers was a big one. And I thought they got snubbed. Make it. They I did. Just, they absolutely got snubbed. Regardless of result against Hofstra. Yeah, at the very least, I think they're a play-in team. But yeah. I, I think that this is kind of where all, all this leads is, like a Rutgers, you know, how disappointed are you thinking you're making the NCAA tournament, probably should have made the NCAA tournament, and then you've got to, you know, play a good Hofstra team who, you know, is coming from a conference where it's literally win your conference championship to get in. And, you know, even even if a conference like that has three great teams, uh, one of them is only getting in, and it's very, very uh, hard for, for teams to kind of get that at-large bid. Uh, unless they've had just a heck of a season. Sometimes you'll see a, a mid-major, you know, lose two games all year and still make it in. Um, not very often, though. And so a lot of these teams, Toledo with 27 wins, which is incredible for any team to accomplish, no matter if you make the NCAA tournament or not. There's a lot of teams in here with 22 wins, 24 wins, 25 wins. And then you've got a team like Michigan who barely won over half their games. But I think it comes down to motivation. I think you lose to Illinois, you lose to Indiana. It seemed like Michigan had enough to play for, but to not be able to make a shot at all, uh, it made me really worried about the NIT. The way they started against Toledo made me think that they were going to get throttled at home. Me too. Uh, and I'd say the same thing about Rutgers. I think they're so deflated that now you've got to you know, go into overtime on your home floor in a game that you weren't expecting to be in. It's, it's tough to win those because Hofstra has a lot to play for, more to play for than Rutgers because they're disappointed they've already missed out on what they wanted. So... And I think it's interesting, you know, Jawan Howard's trying to keep it positive. He doesn't want to be in a hot seat. He doesn't want people to talk bad about him and how this season went. You know, he sees it as a, a learning opportunity, a growing opportunity, saying they're not too entitled to, you know, play in the NIT or, or treat this North Carolina, so, yeah. Yeah, the, North Carolina. <laughs> that, <laughs> what a, I mean. What a way to go out. <laughs> what a, yeah. Uh, once that happens, even if Michigan was considering it, you know they're going to play uh, because the response to North Carolina wasn't wasn't any good. But yeah, I mean, next you got Vandy. What well, at Vandy? I think I believe uh, so. Vandy's yeah, the the two seeds. So you're going to go down and play in Nashville. Uh, get a couple of days in between. I mean, regardless, it's a tournament. Uh, Michigan's really good at getting to the Sweet Sixteen of tournaments. Uh, when we talk about the Sweet 16 run 10 years from now, we'll make sure we include this year in the mix. Uh, what is this? How many years in a row is this a Sweet 16 appearance? Six? <laughs> We're totally counting it. <laughs> I mean, who's going to remember the difference between five and six 10 years from now? Right. We will because of this. Put a little asterisk next to it. No one will notice. Yeah. Did you, um, leading up to the Toledo game, how did you feel? I felt so weird. I felt yeah. like I was about to watch a November game, like a random November Wednesday, Thursday night game against a Mac school. I My heart rate elevated a little bit in the second half, but leading up to the game all through the first half probably has something to do with the slow start. I was just watching it to watch it. I mean, of course, I'm, you know, I'm a fan. I want Michigan to win, but it didn't like hit me at all in the same way that even like a normal regular season game would. And here we're talking about the postseason. I know it's the NIT, but I, I, I was worried, you know, Michigan would have too much of the 
deflation. And anybody who says, you know, they're able to get up 100% for an NIT game after falling short of the NCAA tournament is, is probably lying. And that's perfectly natural. I, I think it'd be unfair to expect them to have the same kind of intensity. I didn't see that coming from myself, though. I thought, you know, of course I'll get excited. Turns out I wasn't. I watched it. Really happy they won. Of course, I'm going to watch Saturday. I'm going to keep cheering for them. And I mean, it'd be it'd be pretty cool, you know, to win the NIT and like rattle off some wins at the end of the season. But I don't expect to like actually be that excited, maybe until like a semifinal or final game. I think that's super fair. Um, I super exhausted yesterday, got home from work, ate some dinner, went and laid down for a little bit. And I was like, you know what? It's 645. I'll, you know, move from the bed to the couch, just lounge, you know, lay down yeah. and was watching some, I think probably that's when I saw that TikTok. I was on TikTok or something. Oh. Uh, and I, you know, I looked up and shoot, uh, Michigan's down four nothing. And I was like, oh boy, I guess the game's on. So I put the phone down and, uh yeah you know my level of excitement never really (laughs) it's so weird to say isn't it i mean i don't want to use hawaii and football as an example because that was a jj mccarthy game but i think the second half when jj mccarthy sat after his debut against hawaii that very late night game where i was at a wedding in canada uh, I think I was still more excited watching from a phone at a wedding in the second half of a 56 to nothing ball game or whatever it was than I really ever got during this first round of matchup in the NIT. <laughs> and it maybe makes me sound like just like a fair weather fan at this point, but I think that's... Again, I, I'm with you. I think semifinals, finals... Absolutely, you know, they make it to Vegas, you know, New Year in Vegas rather than Madison Square Garden. I talked about that a hundred times last night. Yeah. Um, then it starts to feel like one of those early season tournaments, you know? Yeah, you you get to the neutral floor, then I, I think there's maybe some excitement. And hopefully it's against a team like a uh, you know, a, you don't want to say a bigger name, but you know, a name that, you know, rings a bell, like a Wisconsin, like a, a matchup with a Wisconsin. Like, I hope it's not Santa Clara, you know. It could be <laughs> no Santa Clara, but, you know, uh, Oregon, Florida, Oregon, you know, a one seed on the other side, a, a team. You know, you've got a team like uh, uh, Villanova. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's Which definitely... lost to Liberty, actually, so scratch oh, that. They did, they did lose it. They did. And it was at Liberty. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. So yeah, the, right. again, it's, and they were just kind of finally trying to get things going after an injury ridden season season, but you know, Liberty came to play. I think all these teams so far, uh, you know, Eastern Washington beating Washington state. And by the way, the one thing that, um, did you watch the selection show by chance? That was no. even less exciting than the actual matchup, but I did like, not. I just happened to have nothing. Wait, to do. are you talking about the NIT selection show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch it. No, I, I went to bed. Um, it was 10 o'clock. I had the TV on. Maybe watching NBA or something. Switched over. I was like, yeah, you know, I know Michigan's going to make it. Let's just see what happens here. And uh, it was so uh, boring. 
But yeah, I, I will say the guy who the commissioner of the NIT or whatever, you know, the, the head chair of the committee, um, I found it really interesting that they seem to care as much or if not more about what happens in the NCAA selection show because they can only make predictions, you know, for so many teams. Like maybe they figured a Michigan would be in, but you don't know. Maybe Michigan's the one seed or the two seed until you find out that Rutgers actually gets snubbed. And so it seemed like an interesting process. And the one thing that I think is really cool is a lot of these matchups are, you know, semi close to each other, like Michigan Toledo Mm -hmm. or being a uh, big 10 Mac matchup, like Michigan Toledo, right down 23 from each other, you know, within 50 miles. um, There was some Toledo people in that crowd. That was good. There's some Hofstra fans that traveled to, to, to Jersey to see Rutgers. Where is Hofstra? Um, do we know? <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was East Coast. Let me, you know, let me, let me look. Is there yeah, like a Hofstra? There's a Hofstra in New York, or that's just the name of the school? Uh, Hempstead in New York, actually. That makes less sense, but okay. It does make less sense. Hempstead. But hey, you name? know, they get to travel to the the big 33K a year to go there, by the way. Um, okay, 6,000 students. A school of 6,000 students beat uh, Rutgers. That's a big deal. But, You've got uh, Washington State. You've got Eastern Washington. You've got a couple of Texas schools playing. You've got Oregon playing at UC Irvine, so you know pretty close proximity-wise. Florida, UCF, a battle of Central Florida. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got – they do a good job. Um, they take it really seriously for big names like a Michigan to be in this tournament. Obviously, does well for their numbers. I'm sure a lot more people watch the NIT game, 7 p.m., uh, then, you know, maybe even Liberty Villanova. Uh, and so you, you have, you know, at least this localish area tuning in to watch the underdog Toledo against the, the blue blood Michigan and, you know, a decently good game, high scoring game. Uh, yeah. West Michigan would have scored 90 points a couple other times this season. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm talking about it. You know, we're, we're, we're literally an NIT podcast come full circle. So we have to be you know, slightly excited. The This whole thing is coming full circle, Derek, if Michigan makes it to the championship, because did you catch the time on that game? 9.30 p.m. Oh, dude. On a Thursday. <laughs> I, yeah, I do say that now. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I would be more excited than any other game this season if on Thursday, March 30th at 9.30 p.m. Michigan is playing in the NIT. They couldn't even get the ESPN slot. You know, I I'm going to go to the game going next on. year where they hang the banner, too. Oh, yeah. That'd be really cool. Well, yeah, why is one of the Final Four games on ESPN, but the championship game is on ESPN, too? The only thing I can think of is ESPN has the women's tournament. Oh, you know what? That's probably what it is. And I wonder if there's a conflict on the 30th. Probably a couple of ESPN pluses in there. Michigan was ESPN two, ESPN. Thank Saturday. God it wasn't the ESPN plus game. Yeah, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have watched that. I might even have access to it through uh, Disney Plus through Verizon. Still wouldn't have watched. That was a lot of throughs. But yeah, yeah, this that's a good through point. That, through that, I mean, everybody owns everybody now. Hey, how about uh, Joey B? When when he comes to play, he's Joey B. The rest of the time, he's Joe Baker. Joey B came to play last night, knocking down threes, 
and it wasn't like everything was going in. I believe he airballed a three, or at least missed one pretty badly. And, and that's an every other game thing. But he he bounced back in a way that that isn't as common. And I mean, he was a he was a bucket getter. Michigan was out in transition against Toledo too. That was something. Is like where has this been all season? You talk about scoring ninety points. I know it's Toledo. It's not the same level of competition as you're facing in the Big Ten, but it was like all season Michigan didn't even make an attempt, you know, to get out and transition. Put so much pressure on your half court execution, which Michigan did a really good job. When you think about just like the level, Michigan's Michigan's efficiency offense uh, on offense was pretty good, and it's even better when you consider none of that was coming in transition. Like that's all half court execution. Uh, so, so getting out and running in that game was really nice to see. And it made me wonder, and I, I'd want your, your take on this, but it made me wonder if, if Juwan Howard and his coaching staff, of course, like you're going out to win these games. The goal now is to win the NIT, but is it also an opportunity to say, you know what we need to work on is getting out in transition. Let's emphasize that in these games, or if it's, if it's getting uh, someone like that didn't really happen against Toledo, but if getting someone like Terrace Reed more run and in maybe some more critical spots, if that's an emphasis, you know what I mean? Like those things that you're going to look, you have an eye toward the future, even though it's, it's priority. Number one is to win stuff like getting out in transition. No, that was sorely missed this season. And if it happens, that this coaching staff says, you know what, these last few games here, however many we have left, like we're going to work on that. I think that'd be a great idea. I think it's a couple of things. I think it looked like players are playing looser. I think the transition helps with that. Um, I also think they're going to let guys, you know, like Terrence Williams seemed a lot more confident. Um, Joey Baker, you know, seemed to get even more Joey shots B. up. Uh, yeah, Joey B in, in last night's case. <laughs> uh, Hunter Dickinson, you know, played pretty typical Hunter Dickinson basketball, but there's definitely mismatches. You know, you could tell that the level of opponent was a lot lesser. So I, I think it's, you know, it's a building opportunity. It's March basketball. It's postseason basketball. There's a lot of time off uh, between the end of March and, um, you know, the, the November when the season kicks back up, technically you probably have a better opportunity to play more postseason games in the NIT than the NCAA tournament. You don't want to get in. So you could play a handful of games in March that have somewhat of a meaning, at least building towards the future. I think that's why you saw uh, a guy like Yo-Yo out there last night, uh, Joey Baker talking about hoping he, you know, if he gets the eligibility, he'd be happy to return. Uh, Jawan Howard saying the same thing. We'd love him back, not just because of a shooter, but they need a leader, especially if Hunter Dickinson leaves. Um, you know, Kobe Bufkin, you know, is a mix of I can do whatever I want because it's Toledo and nobody can guard me, and I'm trying to get drafted. Uh, <laughs> you know, the second part of that is the part that you just would rather see him sit. Um, you know, Jet Howard going to the NBA likely, um, even if he is in pain and, and wasn't going to play either way. Uh, just likely to be a, a top pick. Uh, Kobe Bufkin's trying to make himself some money. 
Terrence Williams, you know, I think his future's in jeopardy. You know, there was transfer rumors before he lost a starting opportunity. You know, his, his roles have, have been different. But and then the other component I think is different is this isn't the Big Ten. This is a lesser opponent, even if they had 27 wins this season. Uh, and, you know, Michigan's already lost to a MAC team in Central Michigan. Uh, but it's still a tournament. And, and I think that you don't have a ton of time to prepare for who you're playing. You know, you find out Sunday, you play Tuesday. Luckily, Toledo doesn't make too far of a trip. Michigan doesn't get stretched too much in game one because it's just like another home game. Um, but when you're not able to prepare for Michigan and you're not a Big Ten team that has talent to match up with Michigan, uh, you know, you're at a disadvantage. Uh, and so Toledo was at a disadvantage even being as, as talented as they are. Uh, and now young guys, a, a Doug McDaniel, uh, even a Joey Baker, Shelley return, uh, Kobe Bufkin, Shelley return, uh, opportunities to now travel on the road, not really know where you're playing until you get to that semifinal uh, and a chance to play in Vegas. So this actually feels like that, you know, that tournament of, hey, we don't know. Uh, we didn't know our seed, didn't know who we were playing. Now we don't know if we're playing home or away, depending on who wins the Vandy game. You find out you know, later that night after you win that Vandy won. So now you know you're going to Nashville. There's definitely an element of growing and uh, learning. And, and I think there's good opportunities. But yeah, I think we'll see a different basketball team just because uh, one, you're going to see younger guys out there, some guys getting more time. And two, I think guys like Kobe Bufkin, Hunter Dickinson, they've got nothing to lose. They're going to you know put the rock up as many times as they want to. Joey Baker too. That dude might be done with college basketball. He can't guarantee he has another year. Uh, he's going to let it fly. I mean, why not in a tournament? You know, try to be an MVP of a tournament. Uh, if I were Joey Baker, I'd be shooting thirty times a game, uh, <laughs> hoping to hoping to make thirty three percent of them. Um, so yeah, I think we'll see a looser Michigan team. Hopefully, they can stay motivated. Uh, I think Jawan Howard wants to beat a former player in Jerry Stackhouse, who leads the Vanderbilt was very hot to end the season and you're beating a, you know, what turned out to be a good SEC team. If you beat Vandy, you're winning a road game. If you beat Vandy, something that Michigan wasn't super good at. So yeah, opportunities, just not, I'm more excited about, you know, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, you know, the weekend of, uh, you know, what is the coolest thing in sports, you know, then Sibley tournament opening weekend. Yeah. Um, it sucks to not have Michigan in. I, you know, the motivation to even make my picks hasn't been found. I've kind of done like a quick run through. Um, and I got to do it before noon on Thursday. But, you know, it's just my excitement overall is just a little bit deflated. But once the games get going and you pick your teams and buzzer beaters start happening, the upsets start happening, you know, I get to watch Michigan play some somewhat meaningful postseason basketball and, Get to watch the tournament be as wild as it always is. Did are you a, a one bracket person or do you fill out like nine? I do one bracket. The right answer. Yep. I'll have time. I'm a one for bracket person that. too. I'm a, I'm a one fantasy football league guy too. I uh, yeah, it's good. Know, uh, one one feels right. Fantasy football, I don't want to manage multiple players, and uh, you know what. Uh, Basketball, it just feels cheap to my my worst. The, the thing I hate the most is when somebody, <laughs> i.e. my wife, fills out one bracket for my family and one bracket for her family. Mm. And one of her brackets is like 10th percentile. 
the other one's like 95th percentile and is like just like dominating the leaderboards. Um, I think that's unfair. It is. So it is I unfair. love that. This year we combined the families, make it a bigger pool, more exciting. Uh, mice, yeah, if you want to play an ESPN, might shoot you the link. Your family. We need some more people oh God. in there. Um, My work did a pool. You could enter one bracket for $5 or three for $10. I said, I don't need three brackets. And and also that's unethical. Well, just submit three of the same bracket. I, I don't know if that's the economical choice, but it's not. But <laughs> what would be the term for that? I'm not maximizing my profitability. I don't know. You know what I mean? Return not, on investment. Return. Yes, thank you. My return on an investment would, would not be very good there. My ROI would not be very good there. Thank you, Derek. I can tell one of us works in higher ed. Yep. You. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last <Not> thing. You. <laughs> last thing, and I think I know the answer to this based on the way we were talking earlier. Did you fill out an NIT bracket? Heck no. <laughs> Did you think about it? I made a joke with my cousin. I sent him the family bracket and I said, you know, it doesn't feel the same without Michigan in there, basically what I just told you. And he's like, yeah, same. Always tough to get up for it. Um, but, you know, still a good time or still a good tournament. And I was like, I guess I'll be filling out an NIT bracket this year. And I just cringed at the thought that I was joking about it. Oh, so even though I true. said that, I know he knows I wasn't serious. I was absolutely not serious. I didn't even think about doing it. Um, so no. No women's bracket, no NIT bracket, just I'm a one bracket guy. And by one bracket, I mean one one league, one selection of picks for one tournament. Love it. Um, if Michigan beats Vanderbilt on Saturday, they would advance to the NIT's version of the Elite Eight, which is March 21st and 22nd. So you'd get back on next Tuesday, Wednesday, same as this week. And if that's what happens, Derek, I believe that would mean most likely we would not talk until uh, after that game. So we may be coming back here. Hey, Michigan made it to the second round of the NIT, lost to Vanderbilt, or Michigan's on their way to the semifinals of the NIT. That'd be quite the swing, but that's what we're looking at probably when we get back next. You're, You're spot on. I mean, we're not going to record Sunday during a crazy tournament day. So. No. <laughs> there's Yeah, there's some more important things going on. But those are the stakes here in the Go Blue crew. To Hopefully, obviously. <laughs> TBD Will the on NIT podcast continue? The NIT podcast, uh, let's make a pact here. Even if Michigan loses, we will continue – it won't be a fully dedicated NIT podcast, but I was we say, will wait have... a minute. What am I signing so, up for? We, like, so we'll if Michigan have to, loses like... on Saturday, are we like following all the way through the end of March to like talk about the winner? Just uh, it the, has hey, to be if anyone's do it, I, we had talked. You know, we don't want to share too much on air. You know, we've got big plans. Let's just say. Oh yeah. But shall we ever? Uh, you know, have a spinoff. We could talk about the NIT, and we might be, other than ESPN, because they're covering it, we might be the only sports podcast talking about the <laughs> NIT holistically. Like, what if, what if next weekend, or next week, the show is 
previewing Santa Clara versus <laughs> Youngstown State. <laughs> I'm telling you what, we if we wanted to try it, a little bit of SEO, and you know, again, higher ed, uh, yeah. we're going to get some clicks. You know, Sam Houston beats Santa Clara tonight, goes on to play North Texas. We'll have to get in those markets. You know, a good way to expand the podcast, especially a spinoff, is... You know, be be experts about Eastern Washington, who've already knocked off fourteen or number four Washington State. Yeah. By the way, that game was at eleven p.m. Uh, oh obviously, God. they don't care out there. That's you know probably no. four in the afternoon for them. But that's good math. Yeah, four in the afternoon. Yeah, pretty close. Um, so yeah, it's a deal. Then we're either talking about Michigan in the semifinals, or we're previewing, at, at least in part. That made you know, I don't. I don't think it'd be wise to try to make a whole show at that, but we'll, we'll dedicate some good time to, you know, breaking down Alcorn versus Oklahoma state or something. How about know. this? That's we, we take the elite eight and we spend five minutes on each matchup. It's only four games. It's only a 20 minute podcast. Make some predictions, make some predictions of each game. Talk about the teams really just like, really just like surface level stuff, but plug it on the internet, like we're going into deep of Hofstra's NIT run. Let's get those New York clicks. We'll, we'll market it as though we did the most in-depth preview you're going to find, but really we just made all the picks based on how cute the coaches are. That's genius. <laughs> okay. You do that. And then I'll just do the classic, uh, you know, team colors, you know, mascot. Yeah. So that way our picks are probably different. You know, it's it's possible that the best mascot does line up with the most attractive coach. It's possible. But I would but say there's likely. probably going to be some differences there, especially when it comes to, you know, the run all the way to the championship. So, yeah. Yeah. The NIT all right, that's podcast what we're doing. will go on. That That is God, our... God, now I hope Michigan loses. Hey, if Michigan wins, we just have to record two shows. Take a little bit of time <laughs> oh out of our God. weeks. But we'll do, you know, a 20-minute Michigan show. A twenty-minute NIT show, uh, and you know, you know what? It's an NIT. Michigan doesn't even deserve to have a twenty-minute show. They can just be a five-minute segment, like everybody else. Or we can do like I a like ten-minute segment for Michigan and like two and a half for the rest. You know, three minutes, okay. just go over a little bit. We'll be fine. Yeah. All right, that's the deal. Then that's what we'll do next week, we regardless of the result. What were you going to say? Thirty minutes today, right? So, what, what's another? Yeah. What's another ten? What you got it? That's true. Do you mean right now? No, 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 no. Okay, I am not prepared to talk about uh, Eastern Washington or Alabama. Okay, I didn't think so, but I had or a double check. Who, who lost? So never mind. I'm gonna get... talk about him anyway. No, no. Um, but yeah, that's what we'll do next week and throughout the NIT. Then, so if for all the latest NIT coverage and analysis. Tune it back into the Go Blue Crew. We'll have you covered top to bottom, left to right of this grand tournament that ends at 9.30 Eastern over on the West Coast. So until next week, at least, take care out there and go blue. Go blue.